what? Hang on. What are y'all laughing at? So Connie got a little lost in it. That's a good thing. Look, I remember one time my dad took me to this jazz club, and that's the last place I wanted to be. But then I see this guy, and he's playing his chords with force on it. And then with a minor, I was, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then he has the inner voices, and it's like he's, it's like he's singing. And I swear, the next thing I know, it, it, it's like he floats off the stage. That guy was lost in the music. He was in it. And he took the rest of us with him. That's when I knew I was born. Recording, recording. Recording. All right. All right. Welcome back, analysis listeners. Welcome back to the pod, our buddy, Barry Irving. Hey, bud. Hey, hey. How's it going, everybody? Well, I'm going to speak for everybody. I'm going to speak for everyone's internal soul, assuming that it's still connected to their body, and say that we're all doing good and looking forward to the new year here. And we're going to kick it off with talking about Disney's newest release on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure it's in theater somewhere, but we all know no one's in there. Soul, directed by Pete Docter, and Barry, let me first start off by saying we've come a long way since Cars 2, haven't we? Oh man, I, yeah, <laughs> we've we've definitely come a long way from Cars, Cars 2. Tom Mater! Um, I think Pete Docter's going a little deeper than Tom Mater here. Yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely getting into the, like, nitty-gritty of, like, existential world building in Pixar movies now. So after between inside out and this, this is, we're like answering life's questions (laughs) through Pixar. This movie, I'll start by saying really punched me in the gut emotionally. And I know a lot of people, it's very trendy to say the latest Pixar movie wrecked me. I'm weeping. Whatever the Mm -hmm. emojis that you want to throw on there. It's, you know, everyone's always saying that Pixar is getting them in the feels, but I think this one, a lot of them are emotional. A lot of them make me feel, um, and make me feel very hard. I don't know if that's the right way to, to phrase that, but whether it's Up, which was also a Pete Doctor movie, Inside Out, Toy Story 3, th- these movies just definitely, for, for nostalgia's sake or just, just story building and impact-wise, have an emotional impact on me. But this one, especially, and in, in, in being an artist and going through a lot of similar type feelings that Joe, the character in this movie, goes through... I was definitely emotionally impacted by it, and I'm still ringing from it. Did you have a similar experience while watching this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will, as as far as the artist, yes, all of that. But even before I get into that, I was definitely just someone who was who sort of had my eye on this title for a while, just knowing historically what this what this was. Because if you if you look at the cinema, especially like animated films, there's really not a lot of representation. Like we've got there's like the Princess and the Frog a few years ago where they were well, like we're like, yeah, you got your first black Disney princess, but she was a fucking frog for the whole movie. So like this was really and I mean, there was a little there were some storyline elements that sort of 
flirted with that that maybe we can talk about or not but like just a lead character i don't think i've ever really seen myself more in a lead character than in this character just especially with this kind of like crossroads that he was at and sort of the outlook on life and how and how he had to sort of um how you sort of get your 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 purpose kind of conflated with your passion sometimes and how that can sort of be detrimental to the the quality of life that you're living so yeah there was a lot of messages in this movie that like really really hit like really resonated with me like what i'm going through like at this current time which is i've definitely like had a movie sort of give me that nostalgia or like remind me of an earlier period of my life this was really the first time that like i saw myself (laughs) going through Mm -hmm. what i'm going through in life like right now actually so yeah it wasn't it wasn't kind of like the the tearjerker that other pixar films can be but like really definitely made me think and i haven't really stopped thinking since absolutely christmas it's it's a small movie but it's also a really ambitious movie in its scope right and in and i think this is pixar's most mature movie and I think little oh, kids yeah. might like the bits with the cat or the fact that he can't walk or he shaves his head accidentally or some of these physical gags young kids will like. But there's definitely going to be some themes that they're going to chew on later in their life. But I, I just love the idea that kids can sit there and have this existential conversation like you were talking about with their parents on just, yeah, where do personalities come from and how... And, and and how do I perceive life and how do I perceive the afterlife? And I think these are all things that are so grand for kids. And, and I think about the way I shaped my views of what happens to us after life uh, around some of the movies I used to see. There was an Albert Brooks movie called Defending Your Life that would be on daytime TV a lot. And it, they're kind of in this post-life uh, holding phase and you had to go to the front of this judge and defend your life and stuff. But I always thought about that movie a lot when I was younger and that was a, an adult comedy. And I think, you know, this movie is going to give some sort of idea or at least construct to kids. And, and it's very powerful. That That's just one thing. And, and I love Pete Doctor. And I've had this one circled for a long time just because this director, for a long time, my favorite Pixar movie was Up. And that was Pete Doctor. Uh, He also did Mm -hmm. Monsters, Inc. And then Inside Out then became one of my most favorite, uh, also Pete Doctor. And that one I was just so impressed because he was able to characterize through cartoons emotions and teach kids some really heavy concepts that just people were afraid to talk about in children's movies uh, before him, basically. Whether it's death and grieving in Up or whether it's the fact that sadness is really important in Inside Out, and 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 then I see that oh Pete Doctor is doing a movie about our soul and our humanity, and I was like holy fuck, sign me up, right? And and it, and it's just so cool because it's combining elements of Inside Out and turning those abstract concepts into fun characters, but it's also kind of bringing you some of that Coco element where it's looking at the vision of the afterlife and and getting kids to think about afterlife and. I was just really floored by that. And then, of course, just the theme of purpose in life 
which is I I wish I had some of these themes when I was a younger person. Yeah, I um yeah, you said a lot. I I um I definitely would be interested in seeing what what how how the how children are reacting to this film. I haven't I have I have yet to speak to a, in this time of, of social isolation, I've yet to speak to a child who has seen this movie yet, but I would definitely be curious to, as to like what aspects of the film do draw them in, because there were there were definitely things that I kind of questioned. Like I think I think there are definitely things that are that kids are going to enjoy. Like you like um you have you have like the real world that Joe that Joe is in our world that we the physical world that we experience and then when he sort of transcends there's like two different areas there's like the great beyond you know and then there's the great before before yeah. and i think there's definitely some content in the great before that kids are going to gravitate towards um and but like i think i think a i think a a piece like inside out might connect with them a little bit more with, with the range of emotions that a child is currently experiencing. Whereas some of the stuff with like passion and purpose might be a little too mature too for mature. them. Yeah. I, I do think that like some of these things will probably, as these kids grow and become adults, maybe they'll remember these messages that they saw in that movie when they were little. But yeah, I definitely, it would, it would be interesting to see what, what actually resonated with kids when they watched this. And also another observation, comparing it to Inside Out, which if you've seen Inside Out, you know, you're, you kind of already get a, a feel for what sort of world building this movie is going to do. But I think with, I think in particular, this film, I really, like for the first time, um, really missed the big house, seeing it in the movie theater. I think some of that, some of the the existential world building might have played a little bit better on a big screen with uh, with with sound and like I know with Inside Out you had you had different characters and different emotions that had colors that sort of tied to it and that sort of that that, that creates a visual experience that is kind of lacking in Soul. All of the all of the the spirit characters are kind of one color. It's a lot of the same sort of thing until we get back into the real world. So I, yeah, I definitely, I would, I would be interested in seeing what, how kids actually respond to it. So yeah, there's some moments in, and why I said it's a smaller movie uh, in more contained is I think, and I think we definitely take for granted the absolute wonder and skill that is behind these, this animation. And, and it's so naturalistic in this movie and just watching Joe in his hands moving across the keyboard when he's playing and he's going into the zone during his audition. And I'm like, that looks like a real hand working a piano. And it's just, it's it's so, it's so advanced from even some of the, the early Pixar's. And, and, and I think just we, we take for granted that stuff sometimes. Or just the way the light shines through the trees when she's watching that uh, that leaf or whatever, the, the seed float into uh, Joe's hands and and it's just like that 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 is so impressive but to to your point the scope of the theater would have been really cool when he's 
his soul is fighting that uh, conveyor belt to go into the great beyond. And he is falling mm-hmm. between that world and into the great before. And it kind of cuts to this really cool, almost line drawing kind of that existential, like you were talking about it. It kind of transitions to a different form of animation briefly. And I was watching with my girlfriend and she turned to me and she's like, this is really cool. Like this is like yeah. this moment's really cool. And and if that was kind of floor to ceiling, wall to wall filled up, I think it would have even brought more gravitas to that moment. Totally. And, and, and so I, I see what you're saying there, but I actually liked the fact that it was a kind of, a lot of it takes place on earth and the naturalism actually felt okay on my smaller screen. If that makes sense to you. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and when I, when I say like the moments that like, I really like wished I was in a big house, it was, it was truly for those, those, those moments that are, that where we transcend out of the, out of the world that we're in and into the, either the great beyond or the great before. It was all of, all of that stuff. I sort of wished I was in the movie house watching. Yeah. And I think some of the moments around depression or uh, soulless or meaningless lives, I think would have played. And and I think that's going to allow me to transition here into just the theme of the theme of the movie that that I really connected to. And that's uh, life and life purpose. And I just I want to unpack some of the themes here with you, Barry. And so, first of all, you know, Joe believes that the only thing worth doing in life is playing jazz. He actually shouts that at Dorothea before his audition is like, my whole life is playing jazz and you need to give me this audition. And, and if he can't do that, if he can't play jazz at a professional level, it doesn't have any meaning. And obviously that that's point of conflict with him and his mother. But it's really interesting at the end of that movie and he gets the gig. And he, it's pretty successful. And now he's in the band and he finally gets that fulfilled. And he walks out of that club and the feeling is not what he had expected. And she gives him that awesome, awesome uh, story, the fable about the the fish in the water versus the fish in the ocean. And Mm -hmm. you can get any, any, and he takes a very lonely train ride home. And he's been so obsessed with, reaching that goal or reaching that dream that he's kind of pushed everybody aside in his life, whether it's this Lisa character that is only briefly mentioned or whether it's his mother, but he, he has that same lonely train ride home that he did before he, he ever got the gig and he's sitting at that piano and, you know, he, he can always drift off into that fugue state or into that meditative state where you go to when you're in the zone. And I think anyone that's ever been in art kind of knows that zone, right? But at the same time, you're then running the risk of living a very empty and passionless life. And if you get too obsessed with a career, or if you get too obsessed with a passion, there's negativity to that as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that like perspective is has a lot to do with it, because you know, um, there's the part when when um, Joe sort of reveals that he's not the mentor i forget the the mentor's name that 22 was supposed to be paired up with but when he reveals organson guy bjorn organson and then he like changes the the exhibit to be his life and you see all of these hallmarks of his life and he's looking through them and his conclusion is that he didn't amount he his life didn't amount to anything but then you get 
this character 22 who spends a fraction of that amount of time in his body and by the time we get to that scene where he's you know he's in the zone you've got these like you've got these mementos the pizza crust the the little leaf thing of like these very small moments that 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 gave 22 this zest for life yeah and and you could argue that 22 did a better job living joe's life than joe was doing Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is 100% what happened. And it's even to the point where, like, 22 has been mentored by all of these, you know, exemplary figures in history and, and they've, and, and has, and has yet to be inspired to live. And yet she gets this inspiration from this, from this person who is sort of hammering down all of these intrusive thoughts about, that are that are kind of detrimental actually because he's so focused on this end goal that he hasn't reached that he doesn't even he's not even aware that he's actually lived a quality life and he's got people yeah. that are inspired by him he's got people that want to connect with him if he would just <laughs> be open to it right and it's an unhealthy exactly. obsession and it's it's all about having a healthy relationship with your spark, which I think is such a great lesson, especially mm-hmm. to, to kids. And and though there are things such as your spark that drive your existence, they shouldn't be the only thing that is your existence or that your existence is about, you know? And I think exactly. I, I love the... I love the message that life is filled with ups and downs, but as long as you can appreciate it and find people to share the experience with, it'll be a fulfilling life. Yeah, yeah. I actually read somewhere, um, I read an article that they that the the very last line that Jamie Foxx says in the movie um, is like, where he's like, what are you going to do with your life? He's like, I don't know, but I'm going to live every second of it. And that line originally in the script was, I don't know, but I'm going to love every second of it. And they changed it to live so that That's it's not like... That's a big change. That's a big yes. change. Because you can't so love like, every minute. You've got to be able exactly. to embrace the fact There's that you're still not going to love There's still going to be pitfalls. Like, his life isn't just going to be magical just because he's learned this lesson. He's still going to encounter hardship. There's still going to be trying times. But he's moving forward with this zest for life to appreciate all of it. Yeah. You got to find the beauty in the pizza. You got to find the beauty in the subway grate and how it makes you feel, right? And there's good in the world and there's reasons to live. And I just think that's that's heavy, man. <laughs> it's 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 heavier than try your best or or yeah. you know, play the love or 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 any of these things. That's that's a really ambitious theme to to get across. I think it's done in, in, a, in a really skillful way. I think some of the fun in this movie is lacking a little bit, but I'm okay with mm-hmm. it because I'm mm-hmm. uh, a drama head and, and I love kind of weighty concepts and, and really exploring humanity. And so it plays for me. And I, I think just I loved the scene at the at the barbershop. It's another good oh, one where it's God. just connect with connect with your people and connect with the people around you and it's and 22 goes how come we've never had this conversation it's you've never asked and you've been so mm-hmm. focused on on your own path and your own in your own journey that you never ask anybody else and and you're missing out on mm-hmm. that opportunity. Yeah, I also loved that scene because just 
having been to several, having been to many black barbershops over the course of my life, that is totally like the vibe. Like at any minute, someone can easily just get on this philosophical rant and just take over the shop at any time. And like, never was just leaning on their broom. Listening. Yeah. That, that something like that could totally happen as far fetched and cartoonish as that scene sort of came off. It's, totally something that happens in barbershops all the time yeah and and just personal growth is another theme that that comes across you can even see it in terry the i guess what you could call the antagonist uh versus the jerry's right terry's a lot shorter than the jerry's are and, yeah. and all he's just yeah. obsessed with or i don't know he or he's she. kind of like joe he's got he's got that one he's got that like one track mind kind of kind of uh yeah. not allowing him to to grow versus the jerry's him to grow yeah the jerry's can kind of see a lot of the beauty in in the different elements of of this world and so he's yeah he's shorter than the jerry's and just man pixar they just hit you with waves of this stuff and i mean here here we are you know we're in our 30s and we're we're breaking down themes in this movie that I really haven't seen in anything else this year. So I mm-hmm. I I was just really touched. I I had tears in my eyes at the end of this movie because me and you I, I me and you have had this conversation plenty of times driving around the city, right? And you, you know, we as as actors and especially as as mm-hmm. actors who you know continue to scrape and claw and, and find find the art still and, waiting for the big break yeah you know and you're just and, and <laughs> you fight these feelings all the time but you know it it definitely um gave me some good perspective and some some perspective that i've uh found in different ways but that you know it's it's still very meaningful yeah same same here like i said it really it reminded it reminded me of a conversation that i had with my dad right around like around close to this time like last year just sort of actually no it was about two years ago just sort of talking about like how I was sort of shifting a lot of my energy towards you know finding a nine to five maybe not auditioning as much and I sort of it 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 felt weird to me to go to him with this because he's kind of the person that instilled in me this the my my theatrical aspirations so it sort of felt like i was going to him and telling him that i was giving up but then something he kind of he sort of put into perspective was that you know you studied for years you've worked and you've gotten paid to act you're a professional actor no matter what happens now or in the future like that's what you are and and it, and like it that it really it really like this movie sort of hammered in even elaborated on on that concept for me absolutely and and then finally and, and this is a work cited cuz it's uh, an idea that my girlfriend had but she said she loved the fact that there is a physical representation to how depression feels in this movie and and kids feel yes. depression, and and, yes. and so when you know, whether it was the day trader, and they've got this almost they they become these kind of just lumbering type, uh, almost it's a literal machine. weight, yeah, that, like, it's a accumulates. huge weight, and and then he yeah. goes into her depression, and it's this this dark storm, and mm-hmm. it's you know the, the everything's rising up, the world feels bigger, and and you know coming over you, and it feels insurmountable, and 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 it's just it's really good to give kids an idea, a visual representation of what that is, 
so that they can better handle it or they can better have a a concept to go off of yeah totally i yeah absolutely i can totally imagine like myself as a kid seeing this movie maybe growing and getting into a stressful situation where you have those intrusive thoughts that sort of sort of accumulate and sort of thinking about how i can you know smooth away all of this weight the way that the way that it did in the movie i could totally see that happening so it's it is it is really good to have those visuals to help people process those complicated thoughts absolutely and the the way they work new york the way that they have the city still feel like a city it's living and breathing i think they've done that really well with with france and with other pixar movies but this definitely was was a city that was part of the atmosphere and became its own character in a way. Uh, I just think overall, uh, upper tier Pixar. I don't, I don't have a list in front of me on where I would slate it, but I would put it in the upper upper tier for me. Totally, same here. I think there's some, there's a couple titles like the like your Toy Stories and your Finding Nemo's that still have that nostalgia factor that's a little hard to beat. But this is definitely my favorite that I've seen of the of the modern ones or. Yeah, at least for the past few years, this is definitely shot up there on my list. Absolutely. So with that said, thanks for coming on and talking to me today, Barry, and, and digging into some beautiful Pixar. And hope you have a happy new year, bud. Yeah, thank you, man. You too. Absolutely. Uh, listeners, don't forget to wash your hands, stay safe, and... We'll see you in 2021. Take care. Bye. Bye.